Hello! Hello! Welcome to episode 12. One, two. Of LMNOP. The podcast. The podcast. <laughs> Not the movie. Nope. You can't see us. Mm. can only hear our voluptuous voices. It's not what that means. It is today. Okay. I'm convinced. <laughs> LMNOP, of course, the podcast about the best show on television. Last Elementary. Man on Earth. Did and you already say that? No. I misidentified it as Last Man Standing. So technically, these are two different shoutouts. But more importantly, back then, two whole episodes ago of this podcast, I was like 40 episodes ago in in, in Last Man Stand on uh, Earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was on the pilot, and it was it was a bold claim. Mm-hmm. And I said that. Mm-hmm. But turns out, I'm wicked smart, because it's a fantastic show. Okay, but you're still incorrect. Well, how? Because the best show on television that's ever been aired is the show we're doing a podcast about, Elementary. Elementary! Elementary. That is a good show. It's a very good show. We just watched it. Uh-huh. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. The episode, the episode that we watched was season one, episode 12, M. M, period. Period. And I am your host, Val Flight Cub. A.K.A. V. Period. I'm your resident dung beetle, Alec, A.K.A. A. From uh, Pretty Little Liars. I'm A. It's you. It's me. It was me. Hmm. Yeah, I was fun. I was just like <laughs> writing little notes, making people think I was going to kill them. <laughs> yeah, you kind of fucked up people's lives, didn't you? Ah, it was all fun and games. I never saw that show, though. I read the first book. Okay, well, we're not talking about Pretty Little Liars anymore. Okay. Unless there happen to be little pretty liars in the show of Elementary. There are. There actually is. Sherlock's a big liar this episode. Is he? Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he is. Did you like this episode? I, I did. I really did. I did too. I t- <laughs> Balto is trying to get past the, the fortress that we have created so that he cannot tip and tap and crunch and munch in the background of this episode. So if you hear any fortress breaking attempts, that's... That's what that sound is. The people are going to be like, I've been hearing tips and taps this entire time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been tipping and tapping, yeah. trying to get in. Yeah. He is... Relentless. Relentless. So let's talk about the elementary episode. Real quick, I'm just saying, if we got another dog for him to play with, we wouldn't... They eat. would make twice as much noise. <laughs> we wouldn't be bothered. They, they would make twice as much noise. They would go play with each other. They would chase each other around on the hardwood floors. It would be so cute, though. It would be very cute and very loud. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about elementary instead of Balto. Let's do it. By lack of popular demand, because I think if anyone asked <laughs> for anything, it would be more Balto content. Yeah, well, you know... New podcast coming soon. Is he is he making a podcast? Uh huh. Oh, what's he's, it? Ca- but he's doing it all on his own. What's it called? It, um, it's the podcast. Like paw. Like paw. He's like dog with a blog, but it's podcast. Yeah. So episode twelve. M. M. This starts with um a soccer game being played on somebody's TV. Football. Football. Goal. Goal. But while this is happening, a creepy guy in leather gloves and stuff is like being creepy and killing or something he's doing something creepy yeah there's a dude that's uh wrapped up roped up he's taped up he's probably scraped up this guy on the floor yeah he's clearly a victim yeah of something he, he he's been cruised and bruised I don't think that he cruised for the bruising that he got. Oh, no. I saw a pamphlet, um, Scientology, on the coffee table. When you become a Scientologist, it's called being cruised. I don't make the rules. Don't look at me like that. Are you making this up now? So there's a scary bald man. Very <laughs> Shakespearean of you, Alec, <laughs> to just make up a word. Bald is a real word. You're right. Peace. So he's the scary bald man. He's watching the TV and he's creating a tripod thing that's like seven feet tall yeah and he's got this crank uh wire rope thingy that he clips onto the guy's feet the tape the tape 
The feet tape? Mm-hmm. The guy's feet tape. Rope and duct tape. Mm-hmm. And now a hook. And now a hook. Attached to a tripod. Mm-hmm. And he cranks the... He cranks the... A little creaky. Cranks the guy up to the top of the tripod, and he's hanging by his feet. And then he leans in with his knife to the guy's throat. And you know what happens. I don't. They cut away. Oh. But you know... Away is the name of this guy's throat. Oh, <laughs> Wish he had been able to free um, Punchy and Grabber so that he could fight this guy. That's the name of his arms. <laughs> his, not, not, not his hands. His arms are Punchy and Grabber. Yeah. What are his hands' names? Philip and James. But James is spelt with an A-I. Anyway, he's dead, and then we cut away to... <laughs> We cut away to the bees. We cut throat to bees. Bees. Buzz. Joan says, Sherlock, what are these bees doing in here? <laughs> and Sherlock says, they're buzzing. Cue studio laughter. <laughs> Cue dolphin laughter. <laughs> what they were actually doing was they were just being. <laughs> oh, honey. I had a lot of warm-up from the Zero to Zero episode that we did where there was a lot of bee puns. And by bee puns, I mean I said the bee part of a word, of every word that I said. Was there a bee superhero? No. There's a bee supervillain. <gasps> bee Sting. Oh, no! Yes. She, um, well, you have to listen to the episode to find out what happens. Or you can watch Who Wants to Be a Superhero. But season two, you have to pay for Ooh. on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. So, if you don't have ten bucks, better just listen to Zero to Zero. Dang. The other podcast I'm on. What were we talking about? Is this a podcast about podcasts? Yeah, I just... I You have a Patreon or something I can donate to? No. Okay. No, if you wanted to watch the episode, the TV show on YouTube, you have to pay. Yeah, but you you have to watch the TV show to do a podcast about it, oh, don't I, you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we just have a generous patron of uh, Sam. Huh. Paid $10 one time. Cool. And we just all share in his fortune. Gotcha. It's amazing that he dished out $30 for each of you to get your own account. Yep, that's what we did. <laughs> so, Sherlock's being a, a wise guy. Yeah. Joan is like, okay, but why are the bees in here at all? And he's like, well, um, you're moving out in just a few days because your your tenure will be over as my sober companion. So um, I might put the bees in your room and make it a giant apiary. You know, I watched this episode with you. Mm-hmm. Um... But apparently my brain was somewhere else because they mentioned an apiary a couple times later um, in the episode. And every time I was thinking birds. What about this show has led you to believe that there might be birds in any <laughs> I don't know. It's why I thought it was weird. I was like, why would Sherlock turn Joan's room into a, a bird cage? Do you know the name for a bird sanctuary? An aviator. Yes. With Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not an apiary. It's an a, a priori that from the logic terms. Nope. Okay. Um. Apricot. So, so Joan is like Sherlock. You know, you're right. My tenure is almost over. So we should have a goodbye dinner, a little exit interview kind of thing, where we talk about our feelings and our thoughts. You know, combining all of Sherlock's greatest loves: mm-hmm. eating food, eating food, talking about his feelings, doing something other than detecting. <laughs> yes, and Sherlock's like, um. There's this thing called exformation, okay? Uh, He says that 90% of the communication between people is haptics. So he's like, you can just blink at me. I'll know what you mean. (laughs) When you cross your arms and then you uncross them and then you cross them again. You know? He knows what that means. So he doesn't want to do it, but she's like... It'd be fun. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. It's our last meal together. Just humor me. Last supper. And Sherlock's like, can I just get a report card? And Joan is like... I'm going to send your dad a report card. Don't worry. <laughs> and Sherlock is like, oh, maybe he'll put me on the fr- He'll put it on the fridge. Just kidding. He doesn't have a fridge. Because he eats bugs. My dad bugs. doesn't eat. Oh. oh. Yeah. He only eats bugs. <laughs> he doesn't eat food. No. He eats bugs. Bugs and bolts. Because he's a robot. Why would he eat bugs then? Because he's a, a reptile. For fun. <laughs> he just likes it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, they get called away to a crime scene. Which one? The, Is the one we saw? Yes. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, the victim is probably this guy, John Vicker. Or no, Ian Vicker. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't He's matter. He's dead. It super doesn't matter yeah. at all. Um, but they're like, what do you mean? Sh- pretty sure. 
And so they go and they go to the crime scene and there's no body. There's just a bunch of blood. And I wrote in my notes, there's no body, but no body. Because I think I got distracted in the middle of writing my note. <laughs> well, there, there's certainly no body. But there's a huge pile of blood. Like a body full of blood yeah. without the body. Like body of water, but it's blood. Yeah, like somebody lost their blood here. Yeah, exactly. And Sherlock is kind of looking spooked. Yeah. And Joan is like, hey, are you okay? And Sherlock says, he's tall and strong because he set up a tripod device to hang the person upside down. And he had a hook. <laughs> for a hand. For it, was a Captain, hand. it was Captain Hook. It was Captain Hook. And Joan is like, wow, that was a lot of deductions for like two seconds. And he was like, it was actually zero deductions. What? Because he's seen this before. <gasps> From London. Oh no. Uh huh. Serial killer. So, yeah, it's this uh, serial killer. So, they go back to the police station, and Sherlock is doing a little presentation, and he's got his little pointer. He doesn't have a pointer. I wish he did, though. One of those little extendo yeah. things. He put on his professor bow tie. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the same outfit that he always wears, but it looks more professory. He has a bow tie. <laughs> he would look good in a shirt, vest, and bow tie. Yeah, of course. Oh, no, no jacket. No. Yeah, he'd look good in anything. <laughs> That's not true. Pale yellow shirt and dark gray dress vest is a harsh look, I think, on anyone. So Sherlock says this serial killer, he has no victim type. So it's impossible to pin him down. You know, he's like a game of Monopoly. You know, the age is 12 to 87. Mm-hmm. There's a top limit to Monopoly? Yeah, 88-year-olds, they just can't handle it. They go, Whew. Wow. Yeah. That's rude of Monopoly. It's rude of 88-year-olds. To not... To not be able to handle their Monopoly. Mm. Ruin everyone's good time. Mm. Do you know about Monopoly she? No, what? There's like female, there's like Miss Monopoly. Uh-huh. And so I wonder if that one is like for women ages 11 to 89. You know, a little more inclusive. Uh-huh. But also exclusive. Yeah. Well, well women mature uh, infamously one year sooner than um, other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they hold off the anti-Monopoly gene. For an extra year. 90-year-old women, though. Can't play Monopoly with them. But yeah, so he's got a lot of victims. I was like, where? what are we talking about? 37 victims. 37. 21 of the victims' bodies have been recovered, and 16 have not. Recovered from the ocean. Yeah. What do you think the bodies looked like? Do you think they looked normal again? Because, like, all their blood was gone, but then they got refilled with water. (laughs) Oh, I never even once considered that. <laughs> but now it's all I can think about. Pretty gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff in the human body besides blood. Mm-hmm. But it would definitely be, like, flattened. Ugh! It'd be smushed. Yeah, a little bit. Like a, a deflated human. Uh. Like a raisin. <laughs> yeah. Like a 90-year-old woman that just finished a game of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, when you read... Hydrate a raisin. It doesn't become a grape. Trust me, I would know. I've never tried. It's a very deeply unsatisfying. How do you rehydrate? Just leave it in water overnight, mm-hmm. or did you did you like inject it with a needle? No. Why would I do that? Get it right in there. Osmosis does the job just fine. Okay. Well, apparently not, because you didn't get grapes. That's true. You're right. Well, so maybe they're like that, or maybe they're a different thing. But anyway, so the bodies either turn up or they don't, but they the way that they die is that they get exsanguinated. All of their blood drips out of them, hence the being upside down and the cutting the... De-bloodified. De-bloodified. And they found 12 pints of Ian Vickers' blood. At the Which is scene. just crazy, because the normal human body has 10 to 11. Mm-hmm. So this upside down killing process, it just... It gets all of it and more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did have a thought where I was like, that's probably not just blood. There's also probably like pee in there. <laughs> just saying, if someone hung me upside down, I'd, I'd wet myself. Well, you'd be dead, though. Or are you saying you'd pee immediately? Immediately. As, as, soon, as, as soon as I am tied up, I'm peeing. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the upside down part? Can you do a handstand without peeing on yourself? Yeah, but it's not as fun. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing that Sherlock reveals about M is that M likes to leave, like, notes behind for the police and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like typical serial killer, letters cut out of a magazine, Mm -hmm. notes. Mm -hmm. They're very, like, cleanly done 
Like they're always posted, like they're always put on a like white piece of paper, and they take up mm-hmm. exactly as much. Room they, they, as there's, they need. there's no glue residue on the sides of the letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sherlock thinks that these letters are actually a feint, so they're not something that he like likes to do or cares about doing, but he does them so that the because they're like rants and stuff. Yeah. So he thinks that he M does them. So that people think he's like a ranty... Like, putting on a show. Yeah. But he's actually smart and normal. Except for the... Except for the killing 37 murders. Yeah. Um, Also, like, do you think he started with that? You think, like, he was, like, a a thief, and then he was like, I'm gonna start killing people. How about I make an elaborate tripod device and hang them upside down and then slit their throat and then get rid of the body. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, what you got to remember with serial killers is the 37 is just the 37 we know about. Mm. You know, I'm, there were, I'm sure there were a few that, that had gone a, a, another way and then he... He, he hung act- them sideways. <laughs> yeah, he tried a, a five degree angle. He hung 15. them by their belly button and then he cut their ankles and their head. You know, because they hung out, hung in a little upside down U shape. Yeah. I mean, really, can't you just have them normal side up and cut their feet off? Everything will just drip out the bottom. True. But your head gets more, wait, your head gets more blood. And your neck is above your head when you're upside down. So how did all that blood get out? Yeah. Yeah, your head would soak up a lot of it. You wouldn't soak it up. It would just be full of it. Yeah, it soaks it up. A good brain is like a sponge. It just soaks up a bunch of blood. No, it's not. My brain is full of blood and I'm fine. Right. Anyway, so Joan is like, hey, um, Sherlock, you seem oddly chipper. You're like in a good mood that we just discovered this serial killer is on the loose in New York City. Because the last thing he said, too, was, like, he kills in bunches. So, like, there are more people that are going to die. Yeah. And Jonah's like, why are you, like, happy-ish about this? And Sherlock is like, well, last time um, last time we I was chasing M, it was, you know, in London, and I was on drugs, and I was totally useless. So it's really... Redemption! Yeah, he's like, it's another chance for me to um, get it right. Now that I'm sober. Yeah. And the captain is like, oh, so he was in London when you were in London, and now that you're in New York, he's in New York. And Sherlock's like, hmm, I haven't thought of that. (laughs) Interesting point. It would be flattering. Yeah. If he came all the way out here just to kill for me. Just to mess with me. So the captain is like, all right, we're not taking any chances. We're going to put a detail at your house. And Sherlock's like, no. And John is like, yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So Joan asks to help with the case. Because she's like, oh, I have an appointment, but I can look at the case files while I'm, you know, before I go. And Sherlock is like, actually, you're leaving soon. You should just not look at the case. I should try and do it without you because you've been like a crutch Mm -hmm. or like a training wheel. Not a training wheel. She's been like a crutch. Yeah, he says crutch. Yeah. I was trying to branch out from what the show said, but training wheel doesn't really work as well. Yeah, she's been like a crutch or like... Um, like a big stick that you use to lean on. But now, now that stick is being tossed back into the forest where it came from, and, and Sherlock's gonna be on his own, so he wants to do this on his own. Mm-hmm. He wants to try. So Joan goes off to her appointment, which is a therapy appointment, and the therapist is like, so you're almost done with your, um, job as a suburb companion to Sherlock Holmes, what do you think? And Joan is like, oh, um, I think he's ready to be done, so, you know, I'm good. And the therapist is like, mm, are you though? Maybe you're not. I mean, you've changed jobs before. Maybe you want to change again and be a detective. You like it. And Joan is like, no, I like what I do now. And the therapist is like, yeah, what you do now is hang out with Sherlock Holmes and solve mysteries. And that's ending. And that's ending. So, so then we cut to M. And there's this like sexy lady who's like putting on her underwear or whatever she's gotten out of the shower. Oh, we don't cut to M. We don't know it's M. We just cut to sexy lady. Well, then we cut to M. Yeah, but but then she's she's putting clothes on, and then M shows up in the shot. Mm-hmm. And, and sne- it's like, and ah! s- sneaks up. Ah! And, and then it's like, thank you, pretty lady, and puts the money on the counter. Mm-hmm. And then sits down and watches more football. Football. Fruit bowl. He just sits there and looks at the fruit bowl. Mm-hmm. He's like, why look at a painting of a still life when you can just look at still life? Yeah. He's just naming all of the fruits to himself. Banana. That's what Peach. he sounds like. Meathead. Peach. Apple. Strawberry. <laughs> I don't think you should put strawberries in a fruit bowl. Pear. 
I don't think they hold well. No, yeah. I mean, they'd have to be on the top. Yeah. Like a little garnish to your fruit bowl. Eat them quick. Mm-hmm. Pah. That's always his pear. Pah. Pah. Because he's British. Yeah. And she's like, so, baby, you want to have another go? Ooh. And he's like, football's playing. The game's on. The game's on. Get out of here. She's like, you've been such a lovely customer. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye, baby. Pleasure working with you, as always. It's uncomfortable the way she says baby. She says it a lot, too. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, very clearly, like, she doesn't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> baby. Yeah. Then he gets a very coded text. He gets a text in wingdings. Oh, you didn't understand it? No. A Delta squiggly bird hieroglyphic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to decode it for me, or? Yeah, it, it said... It was a grocery shopping list, obviously. <laughs> so yes, he gets this Wingdings grocery list, and he types back a little response NMU in the decode in the coded language, you know. And then he gets out this little teeny Ziploc bag. He opens up and he dumps out the contents of. It's like little letters. He's gonna make a note, and the letters are like cut out already. Yeah, already cut out letters, and it's just like a small bag of them. It's mm-hmm. not like it's there's like a dozen of each letter. Mm-hmm. He's gonna craft this message. Mm-hmm. Seems to be very well organized. Yeah, it's like he he didn't go on like Amazon.com and buy like the jumbo bag of assorted magazine letters. Yeah, it's like he had a craft night. <laughs> he grabbed some of his favorite magazines. Well read, but he didn't want them anymore. You know what I bet he has, too? Really small scissors. <laughs> well, you got it. Huge and hunched over these little tiny scissors. Well, cuts well I think any scissors in, in this massive man's hands will look tiny. So even tinier scissors would be adorable. Mm-hmm. We can't endear ourselves to this man. He's a killer. An adorable murderer. No, he's not cute. It's not cute to kill people. Actually, you know what he looks like? He looks like every villain in, like, a B-movie. Mm-hmm. That you, you just, like, generic bad guy. Yeah, he's, like, rough. Yeah. Tall. Like, Brit- British. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's like when the, the hero beats up a room full of grunts, mm-hmm. the, the final guy that he has to beat up, mm-hmm. he walks over to and punches in the gut and has no effect on him. Mm-hmm. It's this dude. Yes. Yes. He's not the, like, final boss, but he's the last grunt. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, Sherlock and Joan go to the morgue because they have found Ian Vickers' body. So, Sherlock tells her he was found in this spot, and so that means he was dumped somewhere in Manhattan or something. Yeah, it makes sense because of, you know, tidal waves and and, um, moon phases. It's got nothing to do with moon phases. Moon moves water. It has nothing to do with that. Moon water. So Joan says that she thinks it's probably from the Navy Yard because the Brooklyn Navy Yard, or no, it's the Navy Yard. Joan thinks it's from the Navy Yard because he's got oil in his hair and there was a lot of oil spill in the Navy Yard. And Sherlock is like, hmm. And he goes to the guy's head and sniffs it. And he's like, well, you're right. You're probably right. He's like, there's a lot of oil in this guy's hair just because he's a greasy man. But <laughs> but there's additional oil as well. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, crude oil actually is really, really good for when you have, like, black hair and you want to spike it up. Yeah. Really holds well. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive. It, it's that all-week hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joan says she's going to miss this. And she's still in the morgue. And she's like, not this. Not this. But, you know, uh, this. I think what you do is amazing, she says to Sherlock. And she's like, I was going to say it at our goodbye dinner, but you're you, so we're probably not going to have one. <laughs> also, you know, you were in the middle of a murder investigation, so. Yeah. And you're and you're you, so you're going to, yeah. Not going to take any time off, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sherlock doesn't really respond, I think. Yeah, he, he, he looks flattered, or that sh- he looks nothing, and I was just projecting. <laughs> and I was like, this is a sweet moment. Yeah. So now they're headed home from the morgue, and Joan says, oh, we can get delivery. There's only a few places, because it's so late. And um, I wanted to get something from this one place, but you said it was a songbird smuggling front. <laughs> so not there, I guess? Uh, and Sherlock is like, Joan, shut the fuck up. Why? Because the living room is a crime scene. What? Mm-hmm. Who? Well, we don't... Well, M. Why? There was a... There's a letter in the living room on the table. It's M. It's from M. 
The letter is M. It's just a giant M. <laughs> There's a letter M. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, so dang. M was in there. Uh-oh. So they called the police, the CSU and stuff, you know, to yeah, check they, it out. Yeah, they, they, they call the police outside their front door. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're like, hey, you guys fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dumb holes. <laughs> Um, so I, di- I didn't write down the, like, contents of the letter, but the letter is basically like, haha, you think you're smart, but you're not. I'm smart, and you're dumb. Man makes plans, God laughs. You're man, I'm laughing. In this... Haha, he, he, he. In this metaphor, I'm, go- I'm God, and you're the man. But also, literally, I'm cool, and you're <laughs> drool. <laughs> I am from Venus and you're from Mars. Wait, no. I I went to what is the thing? So I went to college. It's just a very whiny tone. <laughs> That's all the letter says. Yeah. I went to college. I, I went to college. M. Which I think in Britain means something else. It's like not as it's, it, yeah. That's elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Chips. <laughs> the pancake place. It's a pancake place in in um. Uh, Connecticut. They apparently make really great chocolate chip pancakes. Oh. Are you lying? No. No, this is, that's where Ben would go to when, like, he got a good grade on something. Chips. Like, good report card? I would go to Bugaboo Creek. He would go to Chips. I guess that's the difference between, you know, a teenager and a 10-year-old. But. Mm. What's Bugaboo Creek? The uh, barbecue? Uh, no, it was just like a restaurant, but, like, it had a big uh, talking buffalo head. Oh, in, yeah. In the middle. <laughs> I don't know if there was anything special about Bugaboo except for that, but we loved it. But dang if that head wasn't special. Yeah, and just like chilies with a buffalo head. <laughs> they talk. Why doesn't chilies have a giant talking chili? It's hard to taxidermy those. Mm. They're endangered. <laughs> okay, so the police are like, wait a minute. We have this whole detail out front. What the heck? Why? How, how did he come in? How did someone come in here and leave a giant letter M? And Sherlock is like... There's a back door that I didn't tell you guys about for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because he didn't really want the detail anyway. But, like, Joan didn't know about the back door. And it wasn't like, hey, watch the back door also. Yeah. Also, shouldn't the police have, like, checked the perimeter once when they got there and been like, hey, there's a, a back door. You'd think. Just a little walkthrough. Yeah. All it would take is one of them being like, can I go to your kitchen and get a glass of water? I'm thirsty. And being like, oh, there's a door back here. Oh. Another door. I see trees. This isn't the last time that, like, somebody uses the back door of the brownstone to, like, slip out or in, too. Yeah. It's like this mysterious door that, because it's not in the front of the building, yeah, it's it, hard it's to... Yeah, it's not actually a back door. It's uh, a, a doorway in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Narnia Yeah, situation. the back, back door is just a euphemism for it. Mm-hmm. Because it's in the back of the closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a door. I mean, it is a back door. It's a door in the back of the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, so you have to go to a safe house because the, this guy's broken into your apartment now. And he's, and Sherlock is like, uh, no, I don't want to. And like, also, I think he says like, you know, M could have killed us if he wanted to. He doesn't want to. Yeah. He wanted to taunt us and he, tell us he was. He clearly just wants son. to be a pen pals. Mm-hmm. He's starting with an M and then uh, he's going to write, mm, what else is it? What is he spelling out? My dearest Sherlock. <laughs> it's going to take a really With long a time. With a comma after dearest. He wrote, my dearest Sherlock. <laughs> it's a solid reference. I'll give you that. I will give you that. If he does one letter every day, that, I mean, that's going to be years. Yo, it's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's spelling out, yellow. <laughs> so the police are telling them to go to a safe house. Sherlock doesn't want to. And he's like, you can put a detail on the back door. How about that? You know, you can bedazzle my butthole. <laughs> you get it? Put a detail on the back door? Yeah. Yeah. You're mad you didn't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a gem of a joke. Thank you. Sherlock says, we're not leaving the brownstone. And Joan is like, I go where he goes. So I'm not leaving the brownstone either. So then once the police leave, Sherlock is looking at this picture of a property. And Joan is like, what you looking at? And Sherlock's like, oh, I'm going to move after we split up. Because the guy just broke into my back door. And Jonah's like, I thought you said you weren't worried. And he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about this guy. But do you know how many enemies I make on a daily basis? Because I don't. 
I can't count that high. It's a lot, though. It's a lot. Um, and then he's like, hey, um, is everybody gone? There's nobody in the house? It's just us? John's like, yeah, it's just us. And Sherlock goes over to his big book in the library, and he opens it, and there's a hole. Without without Joan seeing. Without Joan seeing! He sneaks over to his bookcase, gets the book. There's a hole in the book. And in the hole... Is a tree, and on that tree is the branch, and on the branch is a twig, and on the twig is a nest, nest and in the nest is an egg. And in that egg is a little GoPro security camera. <gasps> Covered in feathers. Covered in feathers? It's <laughs> in an egg. Really goopy. So he, he brushes the goop and the feathers off the camera. He makes a little omelet. <laughs> it's very funny, because he has to spit out the feathers as he eats the omelet. Uh, and he goes through the, the footage. Of this person breaking in. Because, oh, another thing is, no one has ever seen him before. Mm. But now he's got this spy camera footage. Spy camera. Um, and he's like, he, 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 he fast forwards mm-hmm. till he sees him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my goodness, it's a tiny Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Huh? Because he, he's bald and muscular, but not as bald or muscular as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you were going to make a pun. No. But yes, yeah, so, so Sherlock finally smells what Emma's cooking. <laughs> and also while he's looking at this footage, he's wearing once again a button-up shirt where he's buttoned all the buttons. And he's got a little vest on. He looks cute. Okay. It's just important to note, you know? The, our, our listeners might be thinking, should I watch Elementary along with this show? I don't know. Is it worth looking at? Yes. Yes, it is. They're very cute. The cute people, and there's paintings of bees in the background of things. You know? Yeah. It's a very striking visual. I like putting my eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And also, it's the only way to understand what the opening sequence is, because we're very bad at explaining. Mousetrap with a marble. I said, the thing goes into a thing, and then there's another thing, and yeah. it cuts the thing. Just like mousetrap. It's just like mousetrap. I don't, I don't know how much clearer we can be about this. We could be clear at all. <laughs> We're as clear as the marble. No, we're not, because the marble is clear. Yeah. <laughs> not fully. Once it rolls in the blood, it's not. Ooh. Is it blood, or is it even just... Isn't it, it? It's honey from the bees. Because there's a wine glass that's been knocked over in the opening sequence, too. Yeah, but it's viscous. A, mar- a wine wouldn't stop a marble. Oh, yeah, true. Wow. Even we don't know what's going on in the opening sequence, so we've Molasses. seen Molasses. That is a substance. Molasses from the glasses. <laughs> Or maybe it's wine that was spilled like several hours ago and it's dried up a lot, mm. you know? It's a really long mousetrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we got him. Well, Sherlock has found what M's face looks like. Yeah, so we got his face. We got his face. And next we see um, M is stalking someone on the street. He's like watching this woman walk around. Lady with a doggy. Lady with a little tiny doggy. Cute little doggy. And he's trying to be all like, oh, secretive and undetected. And this kid comes up to him and he's like, hey, man, I got some Fuji slides. You want to buy this uh, uh, Fooey Laton bag from me? <laughs> I got all these DVBs of videos. That's Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> you want to buy a, um, do you, you want to buy a Golche and Labana dress for your lady? And he's like, no, go away, please. But and the but and the, like, but but he says it more aggressively and, and physically mm-hmm. shoves him away, pushes the little the kid. Yeah, and then people are like, whoa, did that fully grown man just shove a kid? And he's like, hmm. this is New York. We won't allow that. We'll we're gonna look right at that. Yeah. And the guy's like, and Emma just walks away briskly. Yeah. Fuck, I've been seen. He's on New York's sidewalk, clearly. I mean, surely he's been seen before this. But he couldn't... You can't then do something suspicious after already yelling at somebody in the sidewalk. Right. So the woman goes into the... um, Whatever door she was at. The woman escapes. For now. For now. So then, Joan gets a knock on the door, and it's a cop, a cab. And he's got uh, Fuji Boy. And he's like, this kid was trying to go on your stoop. He's trying to get into your house. Stoop kid won't leave my stoop. Yeah. Stoop kid has just entered the stoop. Oh. So, um, he's like, I was trying, I was looking for Sherlock. Um, and, uh, and Joan goes, are you really a friend of Sherlock's? And the kid says, no. 
I'm an associate of Sherlock's. He doesn't have any friends. <laughs> She's like, all right, let him in. Yeah. <laughs> he he clearly knows Sherlock. Yep. He, yep. And he, he's like, wow, I've never been in the, uh, I've never been in here before. And he like picks up a skeleton foot and he's looking at it. Jones like, don't touch the foot and takes it from him. He, he explains his whole deal. Mm-hmm. Where, how he met Sherlock. He was, um... Hustling people in in Central Park or you know fucking wherever Washington yeah Washington State yeah in Washington State wow and then he moved to New York mm-hmm. wow it's an American dream mm-hmm. anyway um, uh, he'd distract people and his friend would steal their wallet uh, and then Sherlock caught him uh, and was like return everything but I like your style so I'm not gonna turn you in but you'll be my little eyes on the street mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll I'll need things from you mm-hmm. So this is the main difference between BBC Sherlock and CBS Elementary. Mm-hmm. Is is uh, Sherlock um, uses uh, the unhoused people of of London, um, and and Elementary Sherlock just uses child labor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real difference I think is that in London, in in C- in Sherlock Sherlock BBC Sherlock, he uses an internet of unhoused people of vagrants and and it's like very like kind of mystical almost and like you never see them you never talk to them he just gets information and then his way of explaining it is like the people on the street told me (laughs) yeah he's like the mysterious homeless men yeah whereas cbs elementary sherlock makes connections with random people he sees in the on the street or other places yeah and like this kid has a name. He has a backstory of how he met Sherlock. He has a personality. <laughs> he has a whole thing, you know, that we learn later. His name is Teddy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, <laughs> I will tap into the... The, the neural network of the, the yeah, underground. Yeah, yeah, of the vagrancy underground. Yeah, it's just like, oh, hey, you're, you seem like a smart kid. Like, let me help you out. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, yeah. like a human. Like, yeah. So he asked all of these little humans uh, to go to fancy hotels across New York and look for discount Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Teddy found him, so he wanted to tell Sherlock and then also get his $300 reward. Is that what he says? It, it, it's like a few hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> He's like, so is Sherlock coming back? Because I would like my few hundred dollars, please. Yeah. Um, and so- And Joan is like, tell you what. Keep the skeleton foot. <laughs> Teddy's like, I need a pair of them if I'm going to sell them. <laughs> They'll be my Fuji models. <laughs> um, so Joan is like, wait a minute. He had you like follow this super dangerous guy? And he's like, yeah. I mean, he showed us his picture and um, he told us to, he, he told us to like stay in public and like not, you know, follow him into any buildings or alleys or anything. Um, but... Um, but to look for him. So we did. So anyway, Teddy's all set and Joan is waiting for Sherlock to come back and she sees the camera and she's like, wait a fucking minute. Oh, yeah. So Teddy had the picture of, of M and, and yeah, Joan realized that it was a picture from inside the apartment, which means there had to be a camera. So she starts looking through the bookshelf Mm -hmm. and she discovers the hollowed out book. Mm-hmm. With the camera, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I think Teddy gets his money from Sherlock, and Sherlock comes into the apartment, and Joan is like, "You want to explain this?" And she's got the picture, and she's got three more security cameras, Ooh. and she's like, "Secret cameras, you know, that she's found." And she's like, "I'm sure I haven't found all of them because you're fucking Sherlock Holmes." Mm-hmm. And uh, Sherlock is like, "Um, no, I would not like to explain. Thank you." <laughs> I mean, he he's really like, "Come on, this is like my secret." My sacred little place. This is my sanctum sanctorum. Yeah. You think I wouldn't put a couple cameras around here? Yeah. Come on, Joan. Come on. Every corner of every room. Except the bathroom. Yeah. In my my bedroom. Because I like privacy. (laughs) So, uh, but I am going to wake you up, Joan, by standing at your bed. Every morning. Every morning. What a piece of crap. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I was going to say, I'm so glad you're not like that. But I just realized he's like that. Yeah. Bobo is like that. Yeah. You don't need me to be like that. Yeah. I already have that. Balto is, yeah. You can't like wake up for a second because then Balto would be like, huh? Are we, are we up now? If I wake up and I see him standing on the bed, I have to just close my eyes and pretend I'm asleep or I'm going to get a tongue in the nostril. Mm-hmm. He's being very good right now though. He's, he's just laying here. Oh. 
Naked boy, he's got no collar on. Naked boy, he's a wild wolf. As a quick uh, interruption to the LMNOP episode, we'd like to update you on some Balto news. He did make a friend. Yes, he made... We should. I'll tweet this. Okay. Well, I'll send it to you and you can tweet it. The video? <laughs> yeah. It's just, we met an, a husky, another husky on one of her walks. Another gray husky, which... For me, it has been very rare. I don't see a lot of them. Beautiful husky. His name's Kiro. He's one years old and full of energy. Don't dox the puppy. <laughs> Sorry. It's his, very his, na- his name is K, period. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, that's enough of a uh, Bato update for now. Um, he is laying on the floor currently. <laughs> that's enough of an update. Here's a little more. Yeah, he's got no collar on. Anyway. <laughs> now back to your regularly scheduled LMNOP. So Joan says to Sherlock, how did you know that he's at these fancy hotels? Why did you have your, your these kids look at the hotels? And Sherlock is like, well, I sniffed. I sniffed. Use my super sniffer. Obviously. Sniffed that note. Got a little high off the glue. Mm-hmm. But when I came back down, realized that it smelled like fancy soap. And fancy shampoo. And super fancy shampoo. And lots of places use fancy soap. Lots of places use super fancy shampoo. But the only place to use both is the Buka Duke Hotel. Mm-hmm. Betancourt. Sure. So he says, me and each of my lieutenants, because that's how he pronounce, pronounces lieutenants, because he's British. Lieutenants. Fuck my right tenants. Yeah. Well, they rent out the right side of the building. Mm-hmm. So there's only lieutenants. <laughs> and uh, they so they each took a, a bookie kook <laughs> to try and find yeah. him. And he's like, and it worked. So I'm smart and I'm glad. And Jonah's like, wait a minute. If you knew, if you had this picture of this guy and you know, like could smell where he was staying, why wouldn't you go to the police? Why wouldn't you report this? And Sherlock is like, well, because if the police caught him, they would arrest him. And that's not what I'm trying to do with him. What? What are you trying to do, Sherlock? Because he explains. I'll answer your question in a second. Okay. Sherlock explains. Remember Irene, who died? Yeah. He didn't take her death well? Yeah, Sherlock's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She's dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Irene. She was killed by M. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Murdered? Mm Mm-hmm. By M? Yes, to death. Oh, no. Is she okay? No, she died. She's dead. So he's like, I'm not going to capture him. I'm going to torture him. And then kill him. Murder. Murder. Gonna murder him. I'm gonna murder him until he dies. And Jonah's like, hey, you what? Yeah, what? Yeah. Hey, you can't. That's illegal. You can't do that. And Sherlock's like, well, I'm going to. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> and I want to uh, thank you for uh, supporting me up until now. Everything you've done has led me to this moment. <laughs> and he also, oh, he also explains that... Um, you know, her dying. He was, he was, you know, a casual drug user while he knew Irene. And then once she died and he was trying to find her killer and help the police, he was taking more and more stimulants and just getting further and further off the deep end and eventually became addicted to opiates. And yeah. And she was like, thank you for the backstory. Please don't murder. Yeah. <laughs> cool motive. Still murder. Still murder. And Sherlock is like, I was quite smitten with Irene. I liked her a lot. And Jonah's like, you still can't murder somebody. (laughs) And he's, yeah, as he's saying to Joan, like, thank you for everything you've helped me with, everything you've helped me, you know, all these meetings you've taken me to and and all this, all my sobriety has led me to this moment. He's literally like playing with a butterfly knife and then putting it in his jacket. And like, uh, he's like, he's grabbed his medieval mace. (laughs) He's put that in his gym bag. Yep. And he's like, I'm, very clear-headed and focused. So I'm in the perfect state of mind to torture and murder. <laughs> and Joan is like, that's why you didn't want me to look at the files of about M is because you knew I would notice Irene's name in there. Mm. And I would be the only one to make the connection. And Sherlock was like, well, yep. Yeah, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I have to call Gregson though. And, and Sherlock says, you do what you have to do. I'm going to do what I have to do. Which is torture and murder this guy. Torture and murder this dollar store uh, Vin Diesel looking head head ass. (laughs) Damn, Sherlock, you got him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm. Oh, this is where Sherlock sees Teddy. I don't know what he... I guess he gives her money or something. I don't know. It's not important. We get it. Teddy gets his money. So then we see the woman that we saw earlier. With the puppy. With the little puppy. And the little puppy's going crazy. Oh, no. Worf, worf, worf. Barking. You know what that means? What? Somebody's inside the house. (laughs) It's the only reason dogs ever bark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes the somebody who's inside the house... Is the dog? <laughs> like, Bato will bark because he's in the house. Yeah. There's some dogs in this house. <laughs> I hate I hate when I'm done taking him for a walk and it started raining. And then got this wet-ass puppy. <laughs> um, but then the puppy stops barking. And she's like, what did you see? Wait a minute. And he's, like, chewing on this little dog treat or something. Yeah. But then she also notices that the kitchen door is open to the apartment. And she's like, wait a minute. Oh, no. And then... She gets her, somebody comes up from behind her, puts their their hand on her mouth. Uh Mm Uh-oh. So then we cut to Joan talking to Gregson. And Gregson says, I am pissed. I am pissed. (laughs) Uh, I have found out what has happened. And these are my emotions. I'm caught up and I couldn't be more angry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am pissed. Gregson says, we got to find him. We're going to go scoop him up. And Joan is like, just so you know, like, you're probably going to scoop up Sherlock when you do this also. And um, so we're back to the woman's house. And Arsenal is on TV again. Football. Here's the thing. Football. Mm -hmm. England is four hours later. Yeah. Than America. It's nighttime in America. It's nighttime in America. And there's a football game on. Where is he watching all of these Arsenal games? Well, see, that's... That's the other thing. He doesn't just murder all these people. He also uh, upgrades their cable package mm-hmm. to get football all access uh, so he can watch any game, anytime. But is it live? No. No, that's what football all access is. It's a- any game that week. It's on demand. On demand. Just rewatch. They got the full game. They got the, the highlight real the clips but he seems surprised every time he watches them well because he hasn't he has he's been busy planning a murder he didn't get to see last night's oh, yeah. arsenal game so he's just catching up now mm. huh yeah it's a strange service he does for them cable service well it's it's a disservice because they're gonna not have to pay for it oh yeah and they die and they're dead before they can even pay it's for a it double whammy mm-hmm. interesting so, M stops in his, uh, you know, machinations because he sees that Sherlock is there. Sherlock is also at the apartment. What? Uh-huh. And M says, you. And Sherlock says, me. And then he says, baton. And he whacks him with a baton. And then we cut to a warehouse. And M is all tied up there. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock is, he doesn't look happy. He no. doesn't look healthy. Well, he just tied up this... Dollar store, butthead Vin Diesel. <laughs> and he's like, he's like chained up. He's, he's off the ground. Mm-hmm. Arms separated to the, each side, wingspan, you know, mm-hmm. feet tied together. This guy's not going anywhere. Nope. And Sherlock has uh, this big, long array of, of weapons and such. And a little, little beehive, too. Yeah. And a little snapping turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get you. Gonna. Um, a, a ream of paper, torturing a, a, a lemon. Oh, uh. mean, cruel, <laughs> horrible. Sherlock, it's like, I was thinking of incorporating the bees, but then I thought maybe you're allergic, so then I wouldn't be able to torture you as long. And I was like, why are you, do- why are you doing this? <laughs> so instead, I'm going to use their honey and wax your <laughs> chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> Not the beeswax? Shit. <laughs> so Sherlock is like, you know why. Is because you killed Irene Adler. And Emma's like, uh, no, no, did it. I didn't do that. And Sherlock is like, oh, you would say that. Yeah, because you're tied up and you think I'm going to kill you because I am. It's lying to me. You're not a good liar. Yeah. And Emma's like, no, I'm pretty sure I didn't do that one. I was in jail at the time. I was locked up for a, a, a pub brawl. Pub brawl. Pub brawl. Pub, pub brawl. A pub-a-roll. I was wearing overalls in a pub, which, as everyone knows, is illegal in the great United Kingdom. Pub-a-rolls. pub mm-hmm. That's six to eight months. And during that six to eight months, Irene Adler was murdered. Mm-hmm. 
And Sherlock's like, you're lying. You're lying. Like, no, just check with the jail. They'll tell you. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock is maximum gumpy now. <laughs> um, and so now Captain and Joan are in the hospital talking to the victim, the woman that um, M was going to, you know. Murder. Murder. Yeah. With From the blood yeah. thing that he does. She's all up in a hospital bed. Her dog is in a tiny little hospital bed next to her. Mm-hmm. He's got a little robe on. Yeah. He was naked before, but they put him in a hospital gown. He got a little cast on his tail. Everyone has signed it. <laughs> he has a little morphine drip that he keeps pressing. <laughs> He's in horrible pain. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. The puppy is fine. So this victim is explaining what happened. And she's like, this one guy who was terrible... Uh, put on the soccer game and then started, you know, hanging me up on the thing and everything. And then the second guy came in and they fought and he came back and he said he was going to cut me loose, but that I wasn't allowed to look at him and that I should wait 10 minutes to call the police, please. Yeah. He said, so, he said, please. He said, please. He's so nice. Mm-hmm. You know, civility is really important these days. It's It's gotten lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's not we, a sweet young man. We all have to be like this. The world needs more Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> um, and she says... Uh, he was wearing shoes. Yes. And his shoes were covered in donut powder. Mm-hmm. Or Baby cocaine. powder. Uh-huh. Or baking powder. Or baking powder or baking soda. Or maybe unmelted snow. Or flour. Or prop snow. Ooh. Or maybe, um... Maybe he was just wearing white shoes, and I misremember. <laughs> maybe it was white shoes covered in brown paint, except for little white splotches yeah. that look like Ooh. powder. <laughs> or maybe it's the, um, the remnants from a, a paper shredder. Uh-huh. You ever get the, like, there's, like, paper sand dust, basically. Yeah. Or maybe it was sand from the sands of Ibiza. <laughs> you sound cultured. <laughs> Ibiza. I've seen Spain on the map. <laughs> You've seen how it's spelled with a T-H. <laughs> so Joan is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I know where he is. I saw a picture of a property where there was a bunch of construction and white powder yeah. that he was looking at on the web. So I think it's one of his father's properties is where he's at. Maybe he wasn't moving. Maybe he was scouting a place to hang up this guy. She's so smart. She is very smart and good at investigating. She should do it for a living. So Sherlock is back in the warehouse torturing M and he's like um so why'd you come to why, why'd you follow me to New York City or I don't know I don't remember what it is but he's like he's like talking to M and M is like I, when did you come to New York I didn't know you lived in New York now um I didn't know that you were even here yeah I thought you were still in London when would I have why would I huh and he explains which sure looks like you've been in, in my apartment and M is like this is your that was he, your he was like, I, I've been in a apartment yeah <laughs> I've been in one apartment. <laughs> I don't know, it's yours. So, so he starts explaining? He starts explaining. He's like, I'm not a serial killer. I'm an assassin, which is a serial killer who gets paid. Yeah. So M says, I get paid by my boss to kill these people. I get told how to do it. And he sends me coded messages on my phone. You can look at my phone. And Sherlock goes to his phone in the guy's jacket. And he's like, okay, so you sent gibberish to someone who sends gibberish back. I was not very convincing. Proves nothing. Yeah. And so, and that also, like, that explains why his victim profile is, like, all over the map. Is because he's not a serial killer who's doing it, like, because he's got to. Yeah. He's being paid. And somebody else is picking who he's killing. And then he says, my name is Sebastian Moran. More like Sebastian Moron. <laughs> More like Sebastian Moron. Damn. More like Seabass. Tan Moron. He's a... <laughs> A fish who's been out in the sun and he's stupid. Boom. Yeah. And then he says, I didn't kill Irene. My name is Sebastian Moran. I was in, you can look up when I was in prison, when I got arrested. It was in the papers. He's like, dude, I've killed so many people. So many. I've killed so many people. I murdered all of them with my murder hands. I didn't kill Irene though. So, sorry, bro. That's, that's it. That was the work of Moriarty. Oh, shoot. Moriarty? Moriarty has entered the chat. Wow. Who's that? I don't know. I can't wait to find Moriarty about it. <laughs> so, 
Joan and Captain figure out that it's this Brooklyn loft that has... Oh, excuse me. Belle figures it out. Belle has been talking to DPW guys and and, uh, uh, construction permit people. My apologies to Belle. He is in this episode. (laughs) He's doing paperwork. Mm -hmm. But it's important. Mm -hmm. So now um, M is like mad at Moriarty. Because he's like, what the fuck? Why did Moriarty, like, why would Moriarty frame me for this? Yeah. What is the plan behind all this? And Sherlock's like, no, you did it. I found who killed Irene and it's you and you did it. Yeah, Sherlock is not having this. He does not like the answer to this puzzle. No. I mean, it's very, it's frustrating. It's scary. Yeah. And Well, I mean, imagine, imagine you've been working on a jigsaw puzzle for, for three years. Mm-hmm. And you finally f- finish it. And you come to realize that that entire puzzle is just one puzzle piece in a bigger puzzle. Damn. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Puzzleception. It's true. And M says, Moriarty says you like puzzles, and he's the biggest puzzle, and I'm a clue. So if you kill me, you're losing a clue to your big puzzle. You don't want to give up your biggest blues clues. Checkmate. And Sherlock says, if you look at... Statistic. You don't know what an individual man is going to do, but you do know what the average man is going to do on average. Mm-hmm. But I'm an individual, so I'm going to stab you in the stomach. <laughs> and he does. I don't really understand why he says this speech. Um, Dramatic flair. Do, do you not understand the, the context of it, the content of the speech, or, or why he does it? Yeah, like, why is he saying... Does he Is he saying, like, you might think you know what I'm going to do because... You might think that that would be enough to for me to let you go because that's the normal yeah yeah. Well, I, I think part of it is you know what he what he says later to Joan is is he's, he's like he thought he knew me and I'd prove him wrong. It's like you, oh. you you don't you don't have me figured out right. You might you might know what a normal person would do in this situation, but I've got a big brain mm-hmm. and I'm and gonna, an ice pick. <laughs> I'm going to use it to stab you mm-hmm. with my ice pick. Pretty good ice pick. Yeah, it's a um, Chekhov's ice ice pick because you do see him pick it up from huh. the um, the apartment earlier. Okay. Yeah. So then Captain and Joan finally arrive at this loft that Sherlock has been keeping M, and there's nobody there. And except Captain- for some blood on the floor. Yes. Twelve dr- drops oh. of of blood. Yeah, it's not pints. It's not twelve pints. And this guy would probably have like fourteen pints. <laughs> The average man has 10 to 11, but he's not the average man either. (laughs) And then Captain gets a call from Bell, and he's like, he what? You gotta be kidding me. And he's like, Joan, we gotta get back in the car, because Sherlock and M just walked into the station five minutes ago. Holding hands! Yeah, like the little emoji of two guys holding hands. They look exactly like that. So M is in the interrogation room, and he's like... Actually, Sherlock was a perfect gentleman. He did not commit any crimes. I lured him to this apartment where I entrapped the woman. And then uh, he followed me to the warehouse because I continued to lure him. And the reason that I got I got stabbed in the stomach with an ice pick was because I dared him to. <laughs> <laughs> we I spun the bottle. <laughs> I spun the bottle and it was my turn. And after our seven minutes in heaven... He's like, yeah, no, he, 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 I attacked him. Mm-hmm. And he defended himself like a noble gentleman. Mm-hmm. And also, I would like to confess to 37 murders, please. 36. 36 murders, please. So now Joan goes into the interview room that Sherlock is sitting in. It's like the nicer one that's got a couch and stuff. Behind the, the double mirror. No, it's not connected to the interrogation room. Oh, it's just a different room? Yeah. Okay. It's like the conference room. Oh, yeah, because they closed the door, because mm-hmm. privacy. Yeah, and Sherlock is like, he looks like he's rebooting. (laughs) Like, he's just sitting with his, like, his forearms on his thighs, just like sitting straight, looking straight, hands on his knees, you know? Yeah. Just thanking, thanking thonks. Lots to process. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Joan is like, you know, that stab really didn't look like he came at you and you were fighting. It seemed like, I mean, you didn't hit any of his vital organs at all. It kind of seemed like maybe he was stationary and you stabbed him. Like, maybe he was tied up. Like, maybe you were tying him up so you could torture him and kill him. Maybe. And Sherlock's like, hmm, that's not what I heard. She's like, but it's pretty impressive. If that is what you were trying to do, that you didn't hit any of his vital organs. Because I'm a surgeon. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. <laughs> um, that's a staple of, like, crime shows. Is like, I didn't hit any vital organs. Because, like, 
There's an episode of Criminal Minds where a guy gets stabbed like 40 times and doesn't hit mm. any vital organs. It's it's all based off of uh, Jet Li's hero or the other one. There, the, the, there's a movie that he's like a, a samurai and he fights another samurai and he, he stabs him. And so he wins the fight, but he doesn't hit any of the organs because he respects that samurai or something. I don't know. I watched it when I was seven. All right. It's pretty good memory, I would assume. I haven't yeah. seen it at all. So Yeah. You remember, you remember more of it than I do. <laughs> Infinity times more. That's true. You know? Yeah. So Sherlock says that he knows that M didn't kill Irene. And he's kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Yeah, he called the prison, figured out he was there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been him. Mm-hmm. He's like, deduction, you know, makes a science of almost everything. But this is that little, little spot that's not covered. By the science of deduction. So I'm lost as hell. He's like, man, I feel just as stupid as you must feel on a daily basis. <laughs> and Joan leans over and, like, touches his wrist comfortingly. Yeah. Which is, like, appropriate. Sherlock wouldn't want to hold hands or something. Mm-hmm. And then he says to her, I'm going to miss this. Not this, but this. I think what you do is amazing. Which is what she said to him about yeah. objectiving. And he's saying it to her about being a person and comforting him. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's so sweet. And I don't want the relationship to end. Me neither. But but her time is up. Well, but Joan doesn't want it to end either. How do you know that? Because she immediately, once Sherlock leaves this room, calls Sherlock's dad. And she says, I'm worried about your son. I think I should stay on. <gasps> Yay! Yeah! Yay! He might relapse! (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you think that she's worried about him in terms of, like, his sobriety? Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. But I I think if this whole M thing hadn't happened, I still think she would have called and been like, I want to stay on. And there was, like, no threats to his sobriety in this episode at all. No. I mean, like, the only thing you could say is is that with this and, and with the history of Moriarty and Irene... It could be a triggering yeah. memory to bring back, yeah. Exactly. Balto has re-entered the living room and is playing with his um, rubber bone, so, so any bonks. It's the quietest he can be. Mm-hmm. He's doing his best. Not that he knows that we're recording a podcast. <laughs> do you think if he did know, he would be respectful of it? Or do you think he would want to be on it? Oh, he'd want to be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and, I, you, can't, you and I can't even hug without him sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he would, like, if he could understand what we were doing. I think if he, if he would try to bark in the background in a way that would communicate to listeners like, they're not feeding me! They're not feeding me and they never take me out! I have to leave right now! Everyone, Someone please take me on a W-A-L-K! <laughs> we would just, it would just be like, yeah, I really like the way that Joan... They're not feeding me! I'm so hungry! They're not feeding me as much as they should be feeding me. Which is all the time. Always. Sometimes my bowl is empty. (laughs) Yeah. Because he knows that he gets fed. Yeah. But he doesn't think that it's enough. Which, do you think, do you think that there would be an amount of times you could feed him where he would be like, okay, I'm good. I mean, there are definitely times where he doesn't eat all of the food that's in his dish. Hmm. It's not often, Mm -hmm. but it happens. And I, I think if I were to feed him, like, five times a day, mm-hmm. I don't think he would eat half of the time. What would happen if you replenished it after every time he ate it? Um, he would probably eat another half of it and then leave the rest. And then maybe, like, an hour or so later, nibble on it. Um, I, I had a roommate who did that for her dog. But yeah. he kept eating it. Mm-hmm. And he ate, like, three bowls worth. Like, dog bowls worth. Yeah. And then was, like, laying around bloated the rest of the day and, like, had a dog stomach ache or whatever. And she was like, you didn't have to do that. I don't know why you did that. What if I never get this food again? Yeah. He's like, what if they're giving me all of this because it's the last last of it? Anyway, Balto's very well fed and gets taken out a lot. Yeah, because I have to move my car every two hours because we live in the city and I don't have a driveway. <laughs> And I figured I could use the company. Mm. He also, honestly, the best part about it is how many uh, car rides he gets. I just put all the windows down and sometimes I just need to move a street over. But, you know, I'll, I'll do like a couple laps. Aww. Just because he, he loves the, the wind in his fur. He's so cute. He looks very majestic when he sticks his head out the window yeah. like that. 
He looks like a little worm in an apple. <laughs> in a cartoon. Yeah. So we're almost done with the episode. Yeah, so close. Sherlock's sleeping on the couch. It's morning. It's morning. Joan gets a text. Joan gets an email. Well, it's a... Yeah. You're 100% right, but it's on her phone. Yeah. And it says, thank you for your concern, but no. Signed, Mr. Holmes. Love, Moreland Holmes. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's like, I'm not concerned about Sherlock. I'm not extending your, your stay. And Sherlock's like, what's up? And Joan says, that was your father. He agreed. I'm going to stay on. I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm staying. And you, and you, and you. Me? You're going to teach me how to be a detective. Oh, yes. <laughs> In this episode. Well. The button to the episode is Sherlock taking down all of the crime scene photos and oh, evidence yeah. and stuff of everything that he's got on the mantle, and he puts up a new thing for a new case that he's working on. It's just a single index card that says, Moriarty. That's the episode. That's the episode. What did you think? Well, for the third time, I liked it. <laughs> well, I liked it too. It's great. Moriarty is the whole thing. It's the you know, the bad guy of Sherlock Holmes. The bad guy. The bad dude. I gotta say, I don't really care about long plots like Moriarty stuff, but they do it really well in elementary. Uh, honestly, I like Moriarty and um, BBC Sherlock better. Fourth season BBC Sherlock? No. <laughs> but the first three seasons. I mean, especially the first season. Well, yes, actually the, the first season. True. Uh, the first season, the reveal of... of who Moriarty is is pretty really, good. Is pretty freaking good. It's pretty good. Is it better than this reveal of who Moriarty is? I don't know. I don't have seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen twelve episodes of Sherlock. Oh yeah, I'm were in elementary. You, were you born three months ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the world. Thank you. Well, as a seasoned veteran, I can say, I won't say. <laughs> it's Captain Gregson. Fuck! They never ask what his first name is. <laughs> Captain Moriarty Gregson. How did you not? I guess it's Tommy. His, his, it's Captain Thomas. It's Tommy Gregson. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Moriarty Gregson. <laughs> so that was our episode of LMNOP. Woo! We got a dozen in the bag. Fuck yeah. Make Just it... like these Gansets. Nope. I don't know what that means. Narragansett's kind of beer. Nor do I want to. Well, now you do. I blanked. I'm going to cut this. Huh? <laughs> so, that's our episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Noisespace.xyz for hosting us. Thank you to Noah Geist and Summer Geist for our podcast intro music and art, respectively. And thank you, costume designer of Elementary. Thank you for all, everything you do. If you'd like to talk to us, engage with us, you can go to our Twitter at LMNOPcast, and you can either tweet us or use our pinned tweet to join our discord Ooh. where we have all kind of fun sherlock emojis and we'll find a joan one <laughs> <laughs> just joan with a knife i'm a surgeon <laughs> <laughs> not anymore and you can find me val flight cub on twitter at flight cub the second b stands for b period <laughs> and you can find me by going to your local halloween store buying a cauldron and then putting in the following ingredients Eyes of Newt, Tails of Newt, Body of Newt, Gringich. Are you a Newt? I'm Newt Gringich. <laughs> Gingrich? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck them, honestly. Um, thank you all for, for listening. This marble, for the dozenth time, will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Arrivederci.